you are now tuned into World War I Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, here to guide you through the labyrinth of memories and tales from the war to end all wars. Each Tuesday and Thursday, we dive headfirst into the captivating stories of World War I. We will traverse the trenches, soar with the Red Baron, and witness the dawn of modern warfare. We'll recount tales of courage and sacrifice, of human endurance against the odds, and of a world forever changed. But our journey through history doesn't stop there. For those of you eager to continue the exploration, we invite you to check out our sister podcast dedicated to World War II, which explores the next dramatic chapter of global conflict. You can find the link in the description or head over to podhour.com slash ww1. In the early dawn of August 12, 1914, a profound silence hung over the Belgian countryside surrounding the Get River. But this was the quiet before the storm, an eerie prelude to a brutal conflict that would shatter the tranquility of this pastoral landscape and shape the course of World War I. This would be the Battle of the Get, a fiercely contested confrontation whose reverberations would be felt far beyond the boundaries of this small, riverside hamlet. A confluence of geopolitical tensions and alliances had set the stage for this defining moment in history. Europe, a vast tapestry of empires, kingdoms, and nations, was a web of political intrigue, strained relations, and mutual defense pacts. The assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand in the summer of 1914 was a spark that ignited this powder keg of volatility, plunging the continent into a conflict of unprecedented scale. Amidst the blood and fury of war, the Get region of Belgium emerged as a critical strategic point, a geographic prize to be claimed. It would become the theater for a battle that would demonstrate the power of modern military might, the audacity of strategic brilliance, and the indomitable resilience of the human spirit. Guided by such formidable figures as General von Bülow and General Sir John French, the armies that would clash on the fields of Get were poised to write a new chapter in the annals of warfare. The tensions were palpable, and as the first shells burst in the morning sky, the course of history was set on an irrevocable path. Thus begins the tale of the Battle of the Get, an epic saga of valor and sacrifice, strategic prowess and costly errors, resounding triumph, and devastating loss. This is not just a story of a single battle but a tale that weaves together the threads of countless lives forever altered and shaped by the relentless forces of history. Chapter 1. The Catalyst At the dawn of the 20th century, Europe was a grand stage where great powers danced the complex waltz of alliances, each seeking to secure their interests while maintaining a delicate balance of power. This web of alliances was an intricate tapestry its threads intertwining in a pattern that would ultimately lead to the outbreak of World War I. At the heart of these alliances were towering figures who, through their decisions and actions, shaped the fate of nations. Among these was Kaiser Wilhelm II of Germany. A man of charisma and ambition, Wilhelm sought to transform Germany into a global power, and he believed an alliance with Austria-Hungary, another influential empire, would pave the way for this. United under the dual alliance of 1879, they promised mutual support in case of Russian aggression. Facing this formidable alliance, 
the leaders of France and Russia found common ground. With French President Raymond Poincaré and Tsar Nicholas II of Russia at the helm, the Franco-Russian alliance was born in 1894. They pledged mutual military support if either was attacked by Germany or its allies. Meanwhile, across the English Channel, Britain was watching these developments with growing unease. At the helm was the seasoned British diplomat, Sir Edward Grey. Known for his skillful diplomacy and pragmatism, Grey brokered the Entente Cordiale with France in 1904 and extended it to Russia in 1907, forming the Triple Entente. This wasn't a formal alliance like the ones on the continent but a pledge to cooperate on shared interests, providing a counterweight to the dual alliance. As these alliances solidified, the stage was set for a conflict that could quickly engulf the continent. A spark was all that was needed to set this tinderbox ablaze, and that spark came in 1914 with the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria. The murder of the heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne pushed the powers of Europe into a whirlpool of declarations and counter-declarations, dragging them towards a conflict that would soon reach the banks of a small river in Belgium, the Ghette. It was a warm summer day on June 28, 1914, in Sarajevo, the capital of Bosnia. The city buzzed with excitement and apprehension, as Archduke Franz Ferdinand, the heir to the Austro-Hungarian throne, was scheduled to visit. Franz Ferdinand, a man known for his gruff exterior and his bold vision for the future of the empire, was touring the city with his wife, Sophie. Meanwhile, lurking in the crowds was a group of young nationalists, members of the secret society called the Black Hand. They had one objective, to end the life of the Archduke. Among them was a 19-year-old Bosnian Serb named Gavrilo Princip, an idealistic young man fueled by dreams of Slavic independence. The day took a deadly turn when one of the conspirators tossed a bomb at the Archduke's car. The bomb bounced off, detonating behind the vehicle. Shaken but unharmed, Franz Ferdinand insisted on continuing his tour. Little did he know, destiny had other plans. Just a few hours later, a twist of fate led the Archduke's car past a café where Princip was recovering from the earlier, failed assassination attempt. Seeing his chance, Princip drew his pistol. With two shots, the lives of Franz Ferdinand and his wife Sophie were snuffed out, and the course of history was irrevocably altered. News of the assassination sent shockwaves across Europe. Austria-Hungary, backed by Germany, saw the act as a direct challenge and declared war on Serbia. The intricate web of alliances was activated. Russia came to Serbia's defense, prompting Germany to declare war on Russia. France, honoring its alliance with Russia, joined the fray against Germany and Austria-Hungary. The events were set in motion, a cascade of declarations that would ultimately lead to the global conflict known as World War I and within it, the Battle of the Get. As the echoes of the gunshots that ended Franz Ferdinand's life began to fade, the gears of war began to grind across Europe. Nations were mobilizing, alliances were activated, and strategies were drawn up. The stage was being meticulously prepared for a conflict of a magnitude never before seen. The world was about to be introduced to the First Global War and at its heart was a small region in Belgium known as Ghette.
while the political powerhouses of Europe set their sights on wider strategic objectives, two key military figures would ultimately direct their focus towards Get. On one side stood General Karl von Bülow, a stern and seasoned German commander. His deep-set eyes and chiseled features reflected a man used to command, a man who exuded an aura of stern determination. Von Bülow was a tactician of repute, known for his focus on discipline and order within his troops. On the other side was General Sir John French, leader of the British Expeditionary Force. A man of fiery temperament, French was a formidable opponent with a razor-sharp military mind. His robust build and piercing gaze hinted at a soldier who had spent a lifetime in service to his country, a man whose indomitable spirit would lead his men through thick and thin. These two titans were on a collision course, drawn inexorably towards the Get. As the German forces pushed through Belgium in adherence to the Schlieffen plan, hoping to encircle the French armies, the British and French forces sought to halt their advance. The Get River, with its strategic position, became the inevitable point of contention. In the days leading up to the battle, the anticipation was palpable. Soldiers, each with their own dreams and fears, prepared for a clash that could decide the fate of the war. This wasn't merely a battle between armies, it was a clash of ideologies, of alliances, of national pride. All paths had led to this moment, as the tranquility of the Belgian countryside was about to be shattered by the echoes of war. The stage was set, and the Battle of the Get was about to begin. Chapter 2 The Get Battlefield Nestled within the rolling hills and sprawling meadows of central Belgium, the Get River was a seemingly tranquil, inconspicuous waterway. But its strategic location made it a key player in the unfolding drama of World War I. It lay directly in the path of the German Schlieffen Plan, a daring strategy designed to swiftly knock France out of the war by sweeping through Belgium and into northern France. The Schlieffen Plan was the brainchild of Count Alfred von Schlieffen, the former chief of the German general staff. Schlieffen, a meticulous planner with a mind like a steel trap, had died in 1913, but his ambitious strategy lived on, executed by his successors including General von Bülow. For the Allies, the Get River presented a natural defensive position. The geography of the region, with its mix of river valleys, woodlands, and hills, offered a unique advantage to the defender. Using the river as a natural barrier, a smaller defending force could, in theory, hold off a larger attacking force. General Sir John French recognized this potential. He saw the river as a lifeline, a natural fortress that could be used to halt the German advance. French was a battle-hardened veteran, known for his ability to read a battlefield and adapt to changing situations. The stage was set. As the German forces advanced, the Allies prepared their defenses along the Get. Two armies, two strategies, and a small river flowing innocently between them, all about to converge in a violent clash. It was the calm before the storm, a moment of quiet anticipation as both sides girded themselves for the battle to come. The geography had set the stage, and the strategies of war were about to be put to the test in the crucible of battle. Two formidable leaders commanded the forces converging at the Get River. On one side, 
there was General Karl von Bülow, a man who embodied German military discipline and strategic acumen. His life had been devoted to serving the German Empire, and he had risen through the ranks to become one of Germany's most respected military leaders. Von Bülow, with his stern demeanor and strategic foresight, was respected by his men. They trusted him to lead them to victory. On the other side, commanding the British Expeditionary Force, was General Sir John French. He was a man of contrasts, known for his fiery temper and his deep dedication to his soldiers. A veteran of numerous campaigns, French had earned a reputation as a leader who led from the front, unafraid to share in the hardships of his men. His strategic understanding of the battlefield and his unwavering resolve made him a respected figure among his troops and a formidable foe for his enemies. These two leaders were at the heart of the Battle of the Get. Each had his own unique approach to leadership and strategy. Von Bülow, methodical and disciplined, sought to use the sheer strength of the German forces and the audacious Schlieffen plan to overpower the Allies. French, on the other hand, planned to use the natural defensive advantages of the Get River and the courage of his soldiers to halt the German advance. As the battle loomed, these two commanders stood on the brink of a confrontation that would test their skills, their strategies, and their leadership. With the fate of their nations and the outcome of the war hanging in the balance, both von Bülow and French prepared to lead their men into a battle that would write itself into the annals of history. As the hours ticked away towards the inevitable clash at Get, tension hung heavy in the air. Soldiers on both sides were gripped with anticipation, each man dealing with his anxiety in his own way. Some nervously polished their rifles or adjusted their gear, others murmured prayers or thought of home and loved ones. In the quiet corners of the camps, soldiers penned hastily written letters, messages filled with love, fear, and uncertainty that might be their last. In the German camp, General von Bülow walked amongst his men, his presence a beacon of strength for the soldiers. His calm demeanor, in contrast to the mounting tension, served to reassure his men, stealing them for the fight to come. He spoke words of encouragement, invoking the pride and duty of serving the German Empire. Across the river, General French was also rallying his men. His words, impassioned and fiery, spoke of the crucial role they would play in holding back the German advance. He paced the lines, meeting the gaze of each soldier, instilling in them a resolve to stand firm in the face of the coming storm. Meanwhile, a flurry of activity was happening behind the lines. Messengers darted back and forth, delivering orders and updates, while medics prepared for the casualties that were sure to come. In the background, the incessant rumble of artillery, the clanking of tanks, and the muted hum of aircraft engines filled the air with a grim symphony of war. The tensions were reaching a breaking point. The anticipation of battle, the jumble of emotions, fear, excitement, determination all converged into a palpable force that gripped every soldier, every commander. The Battle of the Get was on the horizon, and its arrival was imminent. The stage was set the actors ready. History was about to unfold. Chapter 3, The Battle Unfolds The dawn of August 12, 1914, arrived with a deceptive calm. 
The rising sun painted the sky with hues of pink and orange, a beautiful serenity that belied the violence that was about to unfold. As the first light hit the face of General von Bülow, his stern gaze was fixed on the landscape before him. It was time to advance. With a nod from von Bülow, the German artillery sprang to life. The calm morning air was shattered by the deafening roar of cannons. A rain of steel shells descended upon the British and French lines, marking the opening barrage of the Battle of the Get. The earth shook, and the tranquility of the Belgian countryside was replaced with the echoes of war. Across the river, General French, amidst the chaos and the noise, maintained his composure. The initial barrage was fearsome, but he knew it was just the beginning. He rallied his men, shouting words of encouragement over the roar of the incoming shells. He knew the importance of holding the line. For his men, his voice became the anchor amidst the storm of steel and fire. The barrage seemed endless, a relentless assault designed to weaken the Allied defenses. But the British and French soldiers held their ground. The riverbank was soon enveloped in a cloud of dust and smoke making it a spectral landscape under the still-rising sun. The opening barrage of the Battle of the Ghent had begun, a thunderous declaration that marked the commencement of one of the most significant clashes of World War I. The tranquil morning had given way to the horrifying symphony of war, and there was no turning back. The battle lines were drawn, the first shots had been fired, and the fate of the Ghent, and perhaps the war, hung in the balance. As the day wore on and the barrage continued, a moment of audacity emerged on the battlefield. In an attempt to disrupt the German advance, General French ordered a daring cavalry charge. This maneuver, reminiscent of the infamous charge of the Light Brigade during the Crimean War, was a gamble, a bid to exploit a perceived weakness in the German lines. Leading the charge was Lieutenant Colonel Tom Bridges, a man who embodied the very essence of the British cavalrymen, brave, steadfast, and with a dash of recklessness. Bridges, atop his horse with sabre drawn, looked every bit the picture of a gallant cavalry officer about to lead his men into the fray. With a thunderous cry, Bridges led his men forward, their horses kicking up dust as they raced towards the German lines. The ground beneath them trembled as they charged, a wave of horse and man intent on breaking through. It was a sight to behold, a testament to the courage and tenacity of these soldiers. Yet, this daring charge was met with an unyielding response. The German machine guns roared to life, their bullets cutting through the air with deadly precision. The scene quickly turned from one of gallantry to one of horror as horse and rider fell. Despite the losses, Bridges and his men pushed on demonstrating a kind of bravery and determination that was both awe-inspiring and heart-wrenching. The charge of the Light Brigade, as it would come to be known, was a moment of valor and tragedy within the Battle of the Get. It highlighted the courage of the individual soldier, the brutal reality of modern warfare, and the sheer unpredictability of the battlefield. This event would be etched into the memory of every soldier who witnessed it, a stark reminder of the price of war. As the sun began to set on the first day of the Battle of the Get, a turning point came into view. Despite the ferocity of the German advance and the casualties sustained, the British and French forces, against all odds, 
had managed to hold their ground. Leading the defense was General French. Despite the heavy artillery fire and the failed cavalry charge, his resolve had not wavered. He recognized that their resilience was creating a shift in momentum. He saw an opportunity to turn the tide of the battle. In an audacious move, he ordered a counterattack. Amid the fading light, the British and French soldiers surged forward, their bayonets gleaming in the dusk. It was a sight to behold, a sea of determined faces, all pushing towards the German lines. On the German side, General von Bülow was taken aback by this sudden offensive. His plan had anticipated a swift overrun of the enemy lines, not a stubborn resistance. The dogged determination of the Allied forces was beginning to upset his calculations. This moment, the counterattack under the setting sun, marked the turning point of the Battle of the Get. It demonstrated the resilience of the British and French forces and their willingness to take the fight to the enemy. This decisive action would change the course of the battle, reshaping the strategies of both sides and shifting the momentum in favor of the Allies. As night fell on the battlefield, a new chapter in the battle was about to begin. Chapter 4, The Battle's Climax As the first light of dawn pierced the smoke-filled skies on the second day of the battle, a renewed sense of purpose echoed through the Allied ranks. The French-led counteroffensive was about to begin. At the heart of this bold move was General Joseph Joffrey, the chief of the French general staff. Known for his calm under pressure and strategic insight, Joffrey was a seasoned military leader who believed in the spirit of the French soldier. As the orders filtered down the line, the French troops prepared to advance. The air was filled with a mix of tension and determination. Each soldier knew the importance of this move. It was not just about pushing back the Germans, it was about seizing the momentum, about showing that they would not be easily defeated. With a thunderous cry, the French soldiers surged forward. They moved with a resolve born of desperation and bravery, pushing against the German lines. It was a sight that stirred the heart, the embodiment of the phrase Elon Vital, the vital spirit that Joffrey believed defined his men. The German troops were taken aback by the ferocity of the French advance. The well-drilled German soldiers had expected resistance, but not this spirited and relentless counteroffensive. As the French soldiers closed in, the German line began to buckle under the pressure. The French counteroffensive was a critical moment in the Battle of the Get. It marked a shift in momentum, a sign that the Allies were not only capable of defending their positions but also of taking the fight to the enemy. As the French soldiers pressed forward, the tide of the battle began to turn paving the way for what was to become a pivotal moment in World War I. With the dawn of the third day of the Battle of the Get, a sense of desperation hung heavy over the German forces. The momentum had shifted in favor of the Allies, thanks to the spirited French counteroffensive, and now the German forces were on the defensive. Yet, General von Bülow, despite the setback, was not a man to surrender easily. Von Bülow rallied his troops for what he knew might be their last stand at the Get. Addressing his men, he urged them to remember their duty to their homeland, their obligation to defend the fatherland at all costs. His words, stern and resolute, echoed the German will to fight. 
As the final day of the battle unfolded, the German soldiers fought with a grim determination. Each man, each unit, held their position, staving off the relentless push by the British and French forces. It was a testament to their training, their discipline, and their belief in their cause. On the Allied side, Generals French and Joffrey continued to coordinate their forces, their goal to break the German line and force them into a retreat. They urged their men forward, their voices rising above the cacophony of battle. Their focus was not just on winning the battle but also on ensuring the survival of their men. The last stand at the Get was a period of intense fighting and immense sacrifice. It demonstrated the grit and determination of both sides, the willingness to fight to the very end. It was a day of heroism, of desperation, and ultimately, a day that would determine the outcome of the battle. As the sun began to set on the third day of fighting, the final act of the Battle of the Get was drawing to a close. As twilight descended on the third day of the Battle of the Get, an eerie silence started to fall over the battlefield. The relentless cacophony of gunfire and artillery slowly started to fade, replaced by an uneasy quiet. This was the moment both sides had been anticipating the ceasefire. General von Bülow, his uniform bearing the stains of battle, raised the white flag of truce. It was a bitter pill to swallow for a man of his stature, a proud soldier who had led his men with stern discipline and unwavering resolve. But the reality of the situation was undeniable, his forces could no longer hold their ground. Across the line, General French and General Joffrey received the news of the ceasefire with a mix of relief and somber reflection. They had won the battle, but the cost had been high. Many of their men would not be returning home. As the ceasefire took hold, the battlefield, which had been a scene of chaos and destruction, transformed into a tableau of exhaustion and relief. Soldiers from both sides, weary and bruised, dropped their weapons, their faces etched with the reality of what they had endured. It was a haunting scene, a stark reminder of the human cost of war. The ceasefire marked the end of the Battle of the Get. It was a moment of respite, a pause in the larger conflict that was World War I. This battle, with its twists and turns, its moments of bravery and tragedy, would leave a lasting impact, forever etching the name of Get into the annals of war history. Chapter 5 The Aftermath In the wake of the ceasefire at the Battle of the Get, both sides began to assess the outcome of the conflict. There was a tangible sense of weariness but also a need to understand what had transpired and how it had shaped the course of World War I. For the Allies, Generals French and Joffrey played a pivotal role in the analysis. Both leaders had shown exceptional fortitude, managing their troops with strategic insight and maintaining morale under trying circumstances. They were cognizant of the heavy losses they had suffered, but they also recognized that their resilience had dealt a significant blow to the German forces. In analyzing the outcome, they attributed their success to several factors. Their joint command had enabled effective coordination of forces, their defensive strategy had staved off the initial German offensive, and their audacious counteroffensive had disrupted German plans, eventually forcing them to call for a ceasefire. Meanwhile, on the German side, General von Bülow grappled with the reality of the setback.
he acknowledged that despite their superior numbers and initial advantage, the German forces had been unable to overcome the tenacious defense and spirited counteroffensive of the Allies. The implications of this outcome extended beyond the Battle of the Get, impacting the broader strategy of the Central Powers in World War I. The analysis of the battle's outcome offered valuable lessons in strategy, leadership, and the human element in warfare. It underlined the unpredictability of war, the importance of adaptability, and the immense courage and resilience displayed by soldiers on both sides. These lessons, born from the fires of the Battle of the Get, would influence military strategies and shape future conflicts in the years to come. As the dust settled on the battlefield of the Get, the reverberations of the battle echoed far beyond the confines of this small Belgian river. The outcome of the battle had a profound impact on the course of World War I, shifting the balance of power and influencing the strategies of the warring factions. For the Allies, the victory at Get was a much-needed morale booster. It served as a testament to their resilience and strategic acumen. Generals French and Joffrey emerged as heroes, their leadership during the battle celebrated across Britain and France. The successful defense and subsequent counteroffensive underscored the importance of coordination and adaptive strategy in the face of superior numbers. Yet, the victory was bittersweet. The heavy losses reminded the Allies of the grim reality of war. The experience influenced their approach in the subsequent stages of the war, with greater emphasis on defensive strategies, trench warfare, and efficient use of artillery. For the Germans and the Central Powers, the outcome it get was a wake-up call. Their initial strategy of rapid advancement and overwhelming force had been disrupted by the staunch defense and unexpected counteroffensive of the Allies. The setback forced a rethink of German strategy, leading to a more cautious approach, focusing on maintaining their positions and using their superior resources effectively. The Battle of the Get also played a significant role in shaping public opinion. News of the battle and its outcome swept through Europe, fueling patriotism in the Allied countries and casting a shadow of doubt in the Central Powers. The Get's story, filled with acts of heroism, sacrifice, and the grim reality of war, touched the hearts of millions, influencing the public sentiment and shaping the narrative of World War I. In the grand tapestry of World War I, the Battle of the Get was but one thread. Yet, its impact resonated throughout the conflict, its lessons shaping the strategies, tactics, and outlook of the warring factions, and its memory influencing the hearts and minds of those at home and at the front. In the aftermath of the Battle of the Get, amidst the strategies and military maneuvers, emerged a stark and poignant narrative the human cost of war. Both sides had paid a heavy price. Fields once lush and green were now a desolate landscape, scarred by trenches, bomb craters, and littered with the remnants of the conflict. In the hushed silence following the ceasefire, the air was heavy with the collective grief and loss of lives that could never be replaced. The stories of fallen soldiers were whispered among the survivors. Men like Private Thomas Atkins of the British Army, a young man barely out of his teens, who had held the line despite sustaining injuries, and Lieutenant Pierre Dupont of the French forces, whose daring charge had paved the way for the counteroffensive. These tales, 
echoed in letters home and around the hearth of makeshift camps, painted a poignant picture of bravery, sacrifice, and loss. For the leaders of the warring factions, Generals French, Joffrey, and Von Bulow, the human toll was a heavy burden. They were soldiers themselves, hardened by numerous battles, yet the loss of their men was a weight that bore heavily on them. Their decisions had not just influenced the course of the battle, but had also determined the fate of thousands of men under their command. The human cost of the Battle of the Get also reverberated across Europe. The war had come home in the form of letters bearing news of fallen soldiers, stories shared by returning wounded, and the silent absence of those who would never return. The battle had personal consequences, affecting families and communities, forever changing the lives of those left behind. The Battle of the Get was a stark reminder of the true cost of war, a cost not just measured in territory gained or lost, but in the lives forever altered, in the dreams unfulfilled, and the families torn apart. It underscored the importance of peace and the lengths to which humanity could go to preserve it. Amidst the strategies and victories, the Battle of the Get bore testament to the enduring human spirit, the courage to face adversity, and the profound cost of conflict. Chapter 6 Legacy of the Battle The Battle of the Get, while a crucial military confrontation, transcended beyond just tactics and strategies. The memories of the fallen soldiers, the lessons learned, and the valor displayed on both sides etched this battle into the collective consciousness of the nations involved, leading to annual remembrance and commemoration. In the years that followed the war, Get became a place of pilgrimage. Families and veterans traveled to the battle site, now marked by rows of crosses and stone memorials, to remember the fallen. Here, amidst the tranquil Belgian landscape, the echoes of the battle seemed distant, replaced by a serene silence that served as a tribute to those who had fought and fallen. In Britain and France, the tales of Generals French and Joffrey were told and retold, their leadership and tactical brilliance celebrated in books, paintings, and war memorials. Yet, it was the stories of the ordinary soldiers, like Private Atkins and Lieutenant Dupont, that resonated most profoundly with the people, reminding them of the sacrifices made by their countrymen. In Germany, the commemoration was a more solemn affair. The loss at Get marked a turning point in the war for the Central Powers, and for General von Bülow, it was a personal defeat. His leadership during the battle, while criticized, was also appreciated for the valiant stand he and his men made. The commemoration in Germany served as a reminder of their resilience in the face of defeat, and the lessons they learned from it. On the anniversary of the battle, ceremonies were held in all the involved nations. People gathered, wearing poppies as symbols of remembrance, to honor the heroes of the Battle of the Get. Moments of silence were observed, speeches made, and prayers offered, their collective voices carrying a message of peace, hope, and the determination to never forget the cost of war. Thus, the Battle of the Get lives on, not just in the pages of history books, but in the hearts and minds of the people. It serves as a stark reminder of the horrors of war, a testament to human courage and resilience, and a beacon of hope for a future of peace. In remembering and commemorating the battle, we not only honor those who fought and fell, 
but we also recommit ourselves to the pursuit of peace and the prevention of such tragedies in the future. In the grand narrative of history, battles like the Get are often remembered for their tactical maneuvers and strategic implications. Yet, these significant events also offer profound lessons that resonate beyond the confines of the battlefield, impacting our understanding of warfare, leadership, and humanity itself. One of the key lessons learned from the Battle of the Get was the critical importance of strategy and adaptability in warfare. The Allies' ability to shift their tactics in the face of adversity, from a defensive stance to an effective counteroffensive, highlighted the value of flexible thinking in the face of adversity. It was a lesson that the military leaders, like Generals French, Joffrey, and von Bulow, would carry with them for the rest of their careers. The battle also emphasized the importance of unity and cooperation. The coordination between British and French forces under immense pressure was an essential factor in their success. It underscored the importance of unified command and common purpose, lessons that were not lost on the leaders of the time. However, the most poignant lesson from the Battle of the Get was a deeper understanding of the human cost of war. Every soldier who fought, every family who lost a loved one, and every civilian whose life was upended by the conflict bore testament to the immense sacrifices associated with war. Figures like Private Atkins and Lieutenant DuPont, their stories of courage and sacrifice, serve as a stark reminder of the personal toll of war. Finally, in its aftermath, the Battle of the Get provided a powerful lesson in remembrance and reconciliation. The way the nations commemorated their fallen, the respect shown even to the adversaries, and the shared commitment to peace were testaments to the human capacity for compassion and understanding. Even in the face of deep loss and conflict, there was a collective acknowledgement of our shared humanity and the importance of pursuing peace. As we look back on the Battle of the Get, we don't just see a military conflict. We see a profound turning point, a moment that encapsulated the tragedy and heroism of war, and offered enduring lessons about leadership, courage, sacrifice, and the relentless pursuit of peace. These lessons continue to resonate, reminding us of our past and guiding us towards a better future. The Battle of the Get, amidst the larger tapestry of World War I, occupies a unique place in history. While it was but one of many battles fought during the conflict, the Get's strategic significance, human cost, and the lessons learned from it have ensured its enduring prominence. From a military perspective, the battle stands as an embodiment of tactical adaptation and unity in command. The cohesion between British and French forces, the decision to launch a counteroffensive at a critical moment, all underscore the need for adaptability and coordination in warfare. It's a pivotal lesson that military strategists and historians often highlight when studying the battle. The leadership of Generals French, Joffrey, and von Bulow played an integral part in shaping the course of the Battle of the Get. Their actions, decisions, and, in some cases, their mistakes, offer valuable insights into the complex dynamics of wartime leadership. Their narratives, intertwined with the Battle of the Get, have become integral components of military leadership studies and war history. Yet, beyond strategies and leadership, the Battle of the Get occupies a somber place in history due to the immense human cost. 
The stories of individual soldiers like Private Atkins and Lieutenant DuPont, among countless others, serve as poignant reminders of the personal sacrifices that underlie grand historical events. Their tales of bravery, loss, and resilience have humanized the narrative of the battle, making it relatable to generations far removed from the actual conflict. Moreover, the battle's place in history is defined by the lessons it imparts about war, peace, and our shared humanity. The remembrances, the commemorations, and the shared commitment towards peace in the aftermath of the Battle of the Get highlight our capacity for reconciliation and understanding. These aspects have ensured that the Battle of the Get is remembered not just as a military conflict, but as a testament to human resilience and the relentless pursuit of peace. As we look back at the Battle of the Get, its place in history continues to evolve, shaped not just by its military and strategic outcomes, but also by the personal narratives, the profound lessons, and the shared commitment to remember, learn, and strive for a peaceful future. The legacy of the Battle of the Get continues to resonate, offering timeless lessons to generations to come.